0: podcaster. I hardly know her. (laughs) Meet Megan Bryant. She's an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids, a comedian, a super energetic improv trainer, and an award-winning author. Megan is passionate about creating happier, healthier human connections through humor. This podcast dives into all sorts of topics that tackle personal growth, professional strategies, and sharing positive messages to build up the communities around us. Each of us can make an impact, so keep in mind that you don't have to be a big deal to do big things. Thank you for tuning in. This is the I Hardly Know Her podcast, and here's your host, Megan Bryant. I've been a little reluctant to do this episode, and then the times that I've like started recording it, it ended up being harder than I thought it would be. I don't know why uh so then i just figured well crap i better dive into it and um timing i think is good right now because i have been spending a lot of time really really intentionally focusing on staying as uh true to myself as possible and really function um in the most present state possible, um, with myself and my own experience. And one of the lessons that I talk about in improv, um, is not only just being present, like existing in the present state and like being aware and whatnot, uh, but to also like really participate fully. Um, sometimes I'm sure I've talked about this in another episode, but it's always worth Reminding myself, so maybe if you have heard this before, it might be a gentle reminder that sometimes just being present and, um, you know, being aware of the moments that we're in and watching and observing the experiences like a lot of those things that I associate being present or with being present, it is sometimes a little bit hands off and passive. And so, calling it participate fully, I very specifically came up with that way of describing it because that's the way I want to live my life. I want to be a participant in it. I want to feel the feelings that go along with it. I want to know um, which things I love and which things I don't love by genuinely participating with the world around me and the things that I want to um, have in my life. The experiences, the people, the, um, the feelings, the belongings, whatever these things are, right? So in effort to examine my own self and r- get reacquainted with the Megan I know and love, um, it has been kind of um, eye-opening in some ways and also like, huh, yeah, that's what I would expect in other ways. In J- back in January, I did a presentation... Um, talking about a lot of different things that day. It was, um, the theme was roots and it was for this creative morning situation. Um, and I got to be a guest speaker and I took the word root and I broke it down into several different definitions of root. Like not only just the roots of like the tree, um, that like anything that grows and lives around us has roots that are, um, holding it into the ground giving it that stable foundation sucking in the nutrients to allow the things on top to blossom so there's those types of roots then there's the root like which route do we take to get there um, what journey is there what what maps might we try to pattern our lives after to try to maybe avoid pitfalls uh, but you know there's always detours or unexpected things that come up right And it doesn't necessarily, if you're on a road trip and you find out there is some construction on a certain stretch of the road, you have to find a different way to still ultimately get to your destination. So navigating through that rerouting as appropriate and um, and following whatever your general guidelines are with the adaptability to reroute as necessary Uh, then there was root, like root, root, root for the home team, like surrounding yourself with people who are rooting for you and being the cheerleader for other people. Like, I just love the reciprocity of putting good things out there and recognizing and thanking and expressing gratitude for the people who have had my back all along the way. And, um... So along the way of, of talking about all these different routes, I think there was another route. I have to double check that uh, presentation and wasn't even expecting to talk about it on this, but um, in that presentation, I talked about some different things that I had imagined being like when I grew up. I, I recalled and I still remember in, in this moment thinking back to Megan, young Megan, and even in my teen years, where you know there's definitely like awkwardness and feeling like we don't you know we want to find a place of belonging and a sense of self and feeling um, a lot of those different feelings that we have as we are growing into ourselves, I remember liking who I was. I felt that, like there were some things that made me odd and quirky. But I liked those things. I liked that I could make people laugh. I liked that I was unafraid of making silly faces or kind of looking like the goofball or whatever. I liked that I had um, a passion for being big, like having a big personality. And um, there was a lot I, I really liked about myself. And I had a lot of friends and acquaintances in all types of circles. I really didn't feel like I fit in to any one certain category. I kind of just felt like I wanted to experience all of it. And I was, I really tried to be nice to everyone. There was a couple times where I remember I was not super nice. Like I would tease, tease a little bit. There was one particular situation I remembered teaching or teasing this one girl um her name was Melissa and she used to leave her bike helmet on when she would go hustling through the hallways at school and I'd be like go go speed racer and I hated it I realized it then and I'm grateful for it to know that I didn't like how I felt when I made fun of someone if I tried to get a laugh at the expense of somebody else um I liked that I felt like I had talents that I wanted to share. I wanted to grow up. So I was in this presentation. I was talking about wanting to grow up. I pictured someday maybe being a Disney princess. I thought that would be so fun to literally move to California and work for Disney and be Cinderella, like dress up like Cinderella. Um, I also had big ambitions to eventually like move away and go to be on Saturday Night Live and be discovered and be funny and whatever, and be kooky and unusual in my own way, and then talking to myself in preparation for that speech, I remembered thinking, okay, if I would have told teenage Megan that, like, here's present day Megan, that she's goofy, she's tender, she makes funny faces, she's done comedy, she's shared stories without... Um, caring what someone might think. Um, she still has wild, wavy hair. She has a funky, weird style of sneakers and bright colors and big earrings and whatever. Teenage Megan would have been like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that's totally what I expected. And then they're like, wait, wh- why does that seem weird? Because that route that I had to take um didn't didn't go smoothly like it would have been like oh well why why would that be such a surprise well because unfortunately there's been times that I fell out of integrity to myself by trying to figure out how to fit my Megan self into what I thought I was supposed to be in certain ways not in every way there was definitely some things that I felt like I um, you know, I knew deep down what I wanted to do in life, and I didn't know exactly how it would pan out. I just knew that I always needed to be part of the efforts in this world to be bring happiness, to have human connection, to laugh more, um, to use comedy and humor to connect, not to hurt others. I even get a little uncomfortable with self-deprecation because I don't like picking myself apart. Um, For a lot of years, I would try to figure out how I could be Mormon and still be me. And there were some interesting things that happened in my adult life. Some of those things, um, there was more than one time that people would know me sometimes for years. I would know people at work, either customers or coworkers or whoever. People did not know I was Mormon. And I thought that was a bad thing. I was like, ooh, what am I doing wrong? And I was really sad to hear that it was because I was nice and I was not judgmental and I was welcoming and a good listener and wasn't forcing my beliefs on other people that I was accepting of everyone. I was friends with all types of people. That's what was shocking to people. They're like, oh, well, the Mormons I know aren't that way. And so over the years, I became like really like hell bent on being like, well, I'm going to prove people wrong that you can be anyone, anyone you want, you can be any way you are and be Mormon, and it'll be okay, it'll all work out, and that's that's what, what it should be like, because this, if this Heavenly Father of ours, this God, created us all, none of us are mistakes, and so in my mind, it all made sense that I could be me, I could be loud Megan, I could sometimes swear, I could sometimes have my human moments, and I wasn't going to be penalized throughout the eternities, because I had a God who created me, who loved me and created me to be this way. And I was grateful that I recognized certain talents that I had. And yet it was a conflict um, at times because that didn't add up for a lot of people. And then it started to make me question whether I really could fit in or not. And um that's a whole other discussion point that I don't know if and when it'll ever really be worth trying to talk about as I had finally made the decision a couple of years ago to officially step away from the church um, because I couldn't. It turns out I couldn't be who I really wanted and needed to be. and And it wasn't for the reasons I thought. It was for a lot more complex reasons because the belief system that I was being told at church does not, unfortunately, line up with the actions of way too many people who have a direct impact on my life or who have had, in the past, a direct impact on my life. And that just doesn't work for me. I think that nice, awesome, well-meaning people of integrity are that way no matter what the religion is or if they have a religion at all. And um, that definitely could be its own deep dive uh, because it's pretty painful um, to feel like I am not doing life the right way, in in if I allow the opinion of other people, and unfortunately, that other people uh, in my life had been a large majority of people who are active quote unquote Christians, not even just Mormons, Christians in general, who somehow don't actually understand how to apply. Christ-like attributes that I believed to be true and taking away um that crutch of religion and Christ and whatever and just choosing to live in a way that is human and connecting and kind and allowing different opinions and perspectives and loving people anyway that's just the way I choose to live I may or may not ever uh, look into a religious adaptation of that. I don't know why I would need to at this point. Um, I love where I'm at. So there's three things. Now we're just uh, here in the meandering of things. But there's three things that I have really come to focus on to stay very Uh, participatory in my own life, and it's bit by bit, it's earning my own trust about who I am over a long period of time, and I know I heard about this, and you guys, I'm such a personal development and business book and financial health book, like all these types of things, I just am obsessed with listening to them because I know that my energy is better when I am listening to things that are uplifting, keep my mindset clear, and whatever, and so I remember hearing not that long ago, I think it was in a Brene Brown book or something about um, how trust is all, it's basically earned over time with all these little um, experiences. It's not any one big swooping uh, experience that becomes the reason you trust someone. It is a test of time and consistency and positive actions and um, and seeing who those people are in your life. And, and I want to be that person first and foremost for myself, because when I am in truth and honesty to myself, which sometimes means admitting that I am wrong or that I didn't see the whole picture on something or that I acted too abruptly, um, based off of something that was emotionally jarring, Uh, It is taking, taking steps to continue to be someone who I can be happy with and that I can trust myself and have complete confidence that when a wrong happens, it will be righted to the best of my ability between my own relationship with myself and those that I interact with professionally and personally and romantically and all the things. So there's three elements, right? There's number one, how we manage our mind. Number two, managing our bodies, my body. My one, that so far as I know, my one opportunity to be in this particular vessel to carry my spiritual energy until whatever day ends up being my last. And third, the pursuit of my passion, which really is a merging of both of the first one and two items of mind and body. And so I've had a lot of time during all this quarantining to um is that a word quarantining, uh to examine where I'm at in life. What am I missing that I really would like to have in my life? Where can I make corrections to habits or patterns that are not benefiting to myself and therefore are not really that beneficial in en- in any way? If it's not positive for me, it's it's a downhill shit roll uh, for people that are impacted by my, you know, by being in my life. So um, there's been a lot of decluttering in my brain. So some of these are going to be fluid, and and we'll see if I can magically pull them all back together, and they may or may not happen. There's never any guarantee here. Um, Decluttering is something that I take very literal and very figurative. I actually just got done doing some tidying in my garage for a couple of hours while I was listening to another book, Jen Sincerinos, You Are a Badass, uh, whatever. It's one of the badass books. I love all of them. Um, This is like the third or fourth that I've read uh, or listened to on audio. And as I was decluttering, I was trying to decide, okay, do these things have an immediate use? Where can I put the things that I love to see that can be empowering and motivating and inspiring? Or, or nice decor or clothes that I should wear that I forgot I had or clothes that fit my kids before they grow out of them or whatever so it was a sorting of clutter um, getting rid of things you know garbage bag or two full of things that was no longer needed um, or donating things that um, are still in great condition and can be reused and reloved by other people And there's something really magical that happens for me when I am decluttering the physical space. I'm making room for the things that I have. I allow myself to see what's available. Like even with my refrigerator, I hate for it to be so full that I can't see pretty much everything because then I'll forget about it and then it'll die. Like something, some produce will wilt and die or... Um, meat will go bad or whatever. So, I try to not have a whole lot more than I need because once it's out of sight, it's out of mind, and life is busy and crazy. And so, I don't want to ever feel overwhelmed by my own belongings and then feel like I've wasted money and effort because I didn't use food before it turned, or holding on to things like certain cherished memories. Um, I keep, obviously, because there's certain things you just don't get rid of, and I was reboxing things out of old busted cardboard boxes into nice totes that are rubber, you know, or plastic or whatever, and trying to sort them topically, and, you know, some things are kind of a messy clutter, but I love to keep uh, birthday cards and thank you notes and silly things I wrote as a kid, and... um, and I and I, st- I stumbled along uh, across a lot of really fun things tonight which then got me back in touch with myself and realigning with who I want to be and remembering what a fun playful carefree adventurous young Megan I was and how freaking excited she would have been if i would have told her the stuff that i've already accomplished in life and the things the goals ambitions i have right now that i'm setting towards she'd be like yeah okay let's do this um so yeah getting getting the clutter out and making sure that i don't suffocate myself um in in literal belongings and then in doing so that physical act really helps me to compartmentalize and categorize the thoughts that go through my head. Uh, Which are the things that I don't need anymore? Like which are the things that are motivating and inspiring me to continue to do the things that I'm passionate about? There was a lot of stuff I got rid of today that uh, it was interesting, letting go of the parts that don't match up for me. I actually had written a whole bunch of quotes. Ooh, I should have pulled them for this. See, sometimes I don't know exactly what I'm going to talk about and that's probably a disadvantage. I had pulled some some quotes that I had written during either seminary or might have been when I was going to institute, which is like Mormon classes in college. And I had written down a slew of quotes by general authorities. Where the crap did I just put those? And they were kind of stifling. They were kind of... um, Shame-inducing in my own mind of feeling like I'm walking through my garage at the moment trying to see where I put those. I've made a huge stack of papers. Look how, or, look how good I did organizing that. I put them. Uh, oh, maybe I already took them in the house. Anyway, ooh, it looks so nice in here, you guys. So many boxes sorted and brought the lawnmower in. It was sitting in the backyard with an upside-down sled on it to keep the rain off of it because I don't have a shed um so yeah anyway I don't know where I just set all of those uh but there were they were quotes that I was like for whatever reason drawn to to try to keep myself like on the straight and narrow uh but it was like not not super positive and and not to say that there are not positive things I do know there have been positive things that have come into my life um, because of religion, and there's some valuable lessons, to be sure, um, and, yeah, anyway, so, oh, now I'm, like, oh, I want to see, where did I stick them, here's the pile, oh, my gosh, there's so much weird stuff in this, including a 1995 Saturday Night Live calendar with all sorts of stuff, um, oh, yeah, here it is, okay, so, one of the things said, um no one will ever be comfortable without being clean. Another one is irreverence is the lowest state in which a man can live in the world. That one I I don't know why I wrote these down. I wrote them down. Looks like one a day. This was in January 1999. And I don't feel like I'm a reverent person. I have a hard time holding still. I Actually, that's one of the things I was going to talk about today is meditation is something I've added to my list of November's tasks is just five minutes a day because holding still and having my mind be quiet and focused is really hard for me. And so some of these things, um, let me see. Although, yeah, I guess, okay, some of these are okay. No other success can compensate for failure in the home. I do like that one. That one's David O. McKay. True repentance does not permit repetition. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's a good one too. Okay, anyway, where the priesthood of God is the most serious thing in the world. Maybe these are things that I really um, hoped for. The family home evening is an important barrier to the works of Satan. Let's see. That man is most truly great who is most Christlike. I'm not sure. Oh, geez. Here's a quote that's not from a prophet that says... I got 300 coupons for 300 free pretzels. We're getting dinner tonight. It's from someone on The Simpsons. Um, Ooh, here's a good one. Ooh, this one could be a good one for discussion. The real test of any religion is the kind of man it makes. Oh. Okay, here's the thing. This This is not what this episode is supposed to be about. It's about religion. Um... I think, though, that returning to my truest self and repairing uh, my relationship with myself and accepting who I am and not, well, not only accepting, but being really excited about who I am and my zest for life and the fact that I can't hold still. I'm always bouncing off the walls with ideas and energy and hope for, um, creation and and performance and vibrancy and all these things that I want to bring into the world um, I think that it's been it was really discouraging, and a big part of me had to let go of the fact that i couldn't i couldn't stay in that space, and I wanted to I wanted to be like the revolutionary Mormon woman who could help me be like so that everyone could be accepted, so that everyone could feel loved, and so everybody could feel like um, they were okay as they were. And uh, I think because of the general exclusions and things that have occurred in this supposedly also like family-oriented religion by people who are in my immediate space... um, it just, it just sent me over the edge. So anyway. Okay. Next, 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 next. Where are we? Okay. So it, some other things of just um the awareness of body and taking time every day to do something that is healthy, eating good foods, but also eating stuff that I love to eat. Like I don't want to ever be in a space of punishing myself for doing things that, Uh, I want to do. Like that's where the biggest challenges in life come is when we feel like we are being deprived and being told things are naughty or shameful or bad for us or whatever. And then we start to have to like hide it if we want to do things, if we want to eat certain treats, if we want to behave certain ways. And it can be a really slippery slope. And so I think that's one of the things I've loved the most about um, stepping into my present self or returning to the Megan I would have assumed I would have grown up to be is that I have this sense of permission and duty to myself to be very realistic about what I love, like what I want, and merging it with things that I know are good for my body. So doing a little bit of exercising every day, holding myself accountable to Um, doing things like having a standing desk, like doing some squats while I am waiting for the timer to go off in the kitchen for something, like kind of bringing that awareness of how to integrate simple good practices so that I can actually have a positive impact on myself. Uh, I eat stuff that comes from nature every day and I usually eat a little something sweet because if I don't allow a little treat which is my you know my little comfort zone then I will splurge one day or I think I might I haven't actually restricted myself to the point like I used to years ago to where I would snap and eat an entire package of Oreos in one sitting like no joke an entire package is was, was not uh unheard of there for a while and so acting in the place of Um, allowing and embracing the things that I want make my body feel better. My body also has been known to tell me things like when something is wrong, I will get like heart. I used to get heartburn all the time. I don't uh, anymore. Actually, I haven't had heartburn for several years. Um, I have just physical manifestations with either I get these really horrible, heinous hiccups when I'm stressed uh when i'm uncomfortable about how someone makes me feel i have other symptoms um that i think i may have talked about in another episode but that involve like uh lady my lady parts being in tune with the like the dangers of world around me that sounds so weird i know it does but we have to listen to our body if something is off if we get headaches if we're getting um, anxious or stressed about things like really nothing on this planet is worth allowing our bodies to feel physically ill or uncomfortable because we, out of obligation or, or whatever, or, or staying in a situation that is not good for us. Um, be it a work or a personal relationship or whatever the case is. Um, okay. Here's another thing. Uh, I often ask myself, why do I share like this? Why, 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 why Megan? And I honestly don't really know. I don't really know if it um, is ever going to have a clear answer. Sometimes I'm like, hmm, wouldn't it be nice? Why can't I just live a quiet little life, keep to myself, collect a paycheck at some job? It just, like... why why can't that be? Sometimes that sounds very appealing. And yet I feel this like tug within my soul that I need to keep sharing. And a lot of it is to hold myself accountable. Like whether I make a decision to do a show or do um, any type of big project, if I share it, it holds me accountable not necessarily that I actually feel accountable to other people it just it like once I put that out there or I pick a deadline it kicks something into gear for myself and so then I know that's why I accomplish things is because of the willingness that I somehow for whatever reason and in whatever weird way feel compelled to share and it helps me to stretch myself to see what what else is available for connecting with people? And um, what other purpose can I find from my own life? And so whatever the reason, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel vulnerable and it makes me feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And I guess there's something exciting about that to see that my own experiences are not in vain. They are... At least valuable to my own progression. Um, So there's been some things that I've been jumping on just to test my own capacity, like um, to see how strong I can be emotionally and physically. Like I have spent time doing, like saying yes to some things that made me nervous, like doing a Spartan race a couple of years ago. Doing um, some different types of diets, like learning how to fuel my, my body with different types of food. Seeing how it would react to different things. Um, trying to learn new things, like I've been trying to learn Spanish. I'm not trying. I am bit by bit learning Spanish. I have not missed my lesson on Duolingo for 176 consecutive days as of the date of this recording. I want to prove to myself that I still can learn. I still have room to grow. I have really specific and aggressive goals with bringing my love of improv to the world. Um, I love all of the things that I've gotten to do um, in my life that have led me to this point. Some of them have been really difficult experiences and painful learning uh, lessons, and some of them have been very, very proud moments and victorious moments, and as I am staring in my office, I'll have to post a picture of this with the, the original post or whatever on social media, but to keep myself on track for tasks, I use a really big uh, task board. I love to use big colors. I love to see it. I love to put a box by an item that needs a task, like a checkbox, And I love to put dates on things and specific reasons why I need to do certain things and not put anything there that doesn't make me super happy. So I had, the past couple of years, I had not had my board out. And I brought it out again and... I feel like I even may have mentioned this in the last episode, guys. I'm in such like a state of delirium when I do these recordings, um, and I just try not to second guess it. Uh, but I've revamped it during this past week or ten days, and it is it's so exciting. So many of the things I'd already done, other ones I am uh, like well on my way to, and just needed to refocus in and reprioritize, and look at what realistic timelines are for delivering these things that I want to do in my lifetime, and really trying to stay focused on that third item I mentioned earlier, the pursuit of my passion. It doesn't always look the same as I picture it, um, but uh, saying yes to improv the very first time I went to try try it out years ago, to do it as a performance art, to saying yes to all these different types of experiences that have led me to present day, and including last night I was talking to one of my friends on the phone, or whatever, messages to back and forth to each other, it doesn't matter, Uh, and I realized that I have stumbled into the best romantic relationship I've ever had in my life, so far, because of improv, I could connect it back to improv, and so it was kind of fun to realize that I only met him because I had actually dated this other guy where we crossed paths with other mutual friends, which is who originally or have actually introduced me to my current guy, Jeff. And so I was dating this other guy and that that needed to happen in order for that connection. And then I was only dating that guy because ugh, because of another guy that I went on just a few dates with uh, a while back. And I only came across that guy because of this dude who was in one of my corporate improv workshops and he thought I was crazy and kooky, which I am, and was like, oh my gosh, you got to meet this friend of mine. And I was like, whatever, okay, make it happen. And it was like months before I even like connected with that dude and I wouldn't have gotten that gig if it had not been for... Um, A, doing improv and being committed to using these skills to teach in the workplace, and B, that thing I talked about earlier, that trust built over time. I was hired by a friend of mine who I've known since elementary school, and he now works for a big global company that's based out of Boise, Idaho, where I live, uh, called Simplot. And so he knew. He already knew from all those years ago that he thought I was great. He thought I was funny, that I was friendly. He remembered all these good things about me from my youth that are still true today. And I stayed committed at least enough to my passion and purpose in life over these years to allow my favorite hobby to become uh, a source of income for me as I get to share uh, applied improv skills in the workplace. And so, even though it was a long, crazy, bumpy road to get to this very tender, accepting, um, safe, trust filled, beautiful romantic relationship that I have it um, that road, that route I had to take in order to get here, uh, I guess was necessary. I hate to think about these shortcomings and trials and stuff as being necessary. Uh, but they really do in the true nature of us participating fully in our lives. When we allow those experiences to help us expand our perspective and keep pushing forward even when things are hard, it just helps us to be that much more appreciative and aware and participatory in our our present moments. Um, a good friend of mine and one of my business partners in... Um, another company uh, that we have, Improv Video, where we merge improv insights with video production for professionals. Uh, Jenny Q, she's also one of my dearest friends. She has said to me more than once, and it's on a a paper here that I keep at my desk, that just says, Dear Meggie Pie, if it is not a hell yes, it's a hard no. And so as we move through life, as I move through my life, I kind of look at a lot of things this way even sorting stuff in the garage even um change like whatever it needs to be for right now like things that have impacted my life have made me make the decisions that I that have brought me to present day just like that's been the case for you guys and it doesn't mean that it has to stay this way we can continue to gather new information make choices, say yes to new experiences, learn if we like that experience or if we don't like that experience. And by using that as a way to gather information and have this process of fine tuning what we want in our lives, we don't have to feel so much that we are saying no to things in the future so much as we are saying yes to being our truest self, being the people that we're excited to be, that when we wake up in the morning we feel like we have a purpose. Um, feeling like we have control over our mind, our most precious resource there in our noggin, Um, really appreciating our bodies and the things they can do for us instead of being angry at it for being a certain way um, and punishing it by um, not recognizing how capable we are and how much that mind and body together what can make us a really unstoppable force and, and like bringing it all together with the truest commitment to our passion. I know that over the years, I've tried a lot of different things and a lot of it fits in with my passion of improv, with the yes and of life, with teaching those skills. I've tried it in all sorts of um, packaging. And I know that when I'm very honest with myself and what I feel like I'm like on fire and in my element, those moments of teaching the tender connections and making a safe space for people to learn these really simple skills, um, that's when it lights my fire and that's when I feel like, oh my gosh, this is what I was born to do. I've always loved people. I've always cared about people and wanted them to know that they are important and loved and worthwhile. And so am I. And so I guess to bring this, um, home for the day, um, sometimes I don't feel like I'm making enough progress. And so, um, I get, I get a little derailed. Um, I get just, just downhearted sometimes or discouraged that my career isn't like what I w- hoped it would have been by now. And by that, I mean like really making a very comfortable living and, and not wondering always where my next gig will be or whatever. But I made a commitment to myself when I was reading The Slight Edge. And I swear, I do so many different posts and live streams and different things between this and you know podcasts and other things that I'm sure I repeat certain things. But I had recently read The Slight Edge and I decided to really put that into play. And so now I'm on my second month of doing this. In October, I did a thing called Rocktober. And I set three very simple goal, goals for myself for each day. And it was to do my Duolingo, keep up on my Duolingo Spanish lessons. One of them was to close all my rings on my watch, my Apple Watch for movement, standing up, and uh, uh, like calories burned and exercise. And... Um, then the third one for Rocktober was doing at least 10, reading at least 10 pages or listening to 10 minutes of positive uh, media. And I did it for the whole month. And it felt so good that I did accomplish a lot. And I did other things beyond that. And by focusing on those little things, those things that are just as easy not to do as they are to make the decision to do them, that's where the edge comes in in life, right? So now I'm into... November and this this month it's no excuses ember no whatever you get it no excuses um, towards my goals of um, hopefully having a global reach at some point so the ones that I chose for this month were to write at least three things every morning first thing in my gratitude journal another one is five minutes of actual meditation, which as I mentioned before, is really hard for me. And so that was something really important that I put on my list to get in a practice of um, more awareness and mind control for myself. And sometimes that is really, uh, it's really interesting to get into that space of what are my thoughts? What are the things competing for my own attention? Which of them do I have control over? What matters and which don't? Um, and how to be kind and gentle with myself. And then another one is 20 minutes a day working on my next book, my improv manual. And admittedly, I have missed a couple of those days. And if I didn't have it on my task list, though, it wouldn't be on my mind every day. And I have done it five days so far, which is over an hour of, you know, it's a cu- almost a couple hours of concentrated work of going through this manuscript that I already have so many pages written for that I'm going to be that much closer to the goal of publishing my second book than I otherwise would have been. Um, and then the other one I did just as a side note was making sure I actually loaded come hell or high water, a new episode of my podcast every week. And so this is my first one of November and I don't want to listen to myself giving excuses that I don't have time anymore. So here it is. Um, as ugly or, um, unorganized or whatever as it is, it's mine. It's how it is right now. It may, I'm sure it will keep evolving and just getting it done to me feels better than having it be perfect. And I have a hard time going on a script. So here we are. Um, so there's my little, uh, explosion of thoughts uh, about mind, body, and pursuit of my own passion, and being um, focused on the little steps that are heading towards the direction I want to continue to head in. And um, um, I guess, here, here's my closing thought. Let me, let me prep you for it. I could just say the closing thought, instead of prepping it, but I think I already, whatever, I thought I would have been done by now, but I'm just remembering last night um, on a Saturday night, I didn't have my kids. I decided I wanted to stay home and have some self time, some quiet time in my house. Um, And so I made some s'mores in my backyard for myself over my little campfire. I took a long hot bath. I took uh, longer than the five minutes for my meditation, and I actually scooted up crisscross applesauce sitting in front of a big mirror in my room and It felt a little silly at first, um, although i 'm no stranger to actually like making faces at myself in the mirror, when especially if i 'm in a bad mood that 's when I do it because we need to feel joy and relax and get a little bit of um, humor and out of our own head every day if possible and So sometimes if I'm being a jerk to myself or to the world, then I will have pep talks in the mirror and goof around a little bit. Last night, though, I really pulled out all the stops. Ooh, I hate that saying. Uh, I hope I never say it again. I don't like it. But I sat there, and I started having a really nice conversation with myself, and I listed off things that I've accomplished in the past, and I told myself that I was proud, and I told myself... Um, stories about things that are good in my life and the good things that I've done. And I acknowledged and forgave myself for things that I wasn't um, thrilled about and things that I can improve on. And I gave myself a lot of love and I said lots of nice compliments um, about the things, simple things like You have amazing eyes that can see and ears that can hear and a body that can carry you from point A to point B. I was saying all things from very literal, um, simplified things, and I just was so overcome by gratitude, and um, it felt amazing. And I think it it would um, behoove me, and possibly if you want to try it out, It would be something that I would be a fool to not regularly have that kind of uplifting conversation with myself because I'm the one that gets to be with me 100% of the time. And I know the parts of the time, like the times that are hard. And I also know those moments that have been so glorious and uplifting and powerful and I want to celebrate those things with myself more often and I want to work through the hard things quicker and I want to be my own champion and I know that by doing that it will continue to help me be a greater positive impact on the people that are in my life around me and people who interact with me on social media and every every other which way I might have an opportunity to engage with people. and. Um, and I want other people to know how beautiful and seen and accomplished and okay they are, even if they screw up. So, oh, all right. Okay, there's a little, uh, little step into my world of regaining uh, momentum with a positive relationship with myself. There's been some hard times, uh, but I've been dedicated to recognizing that this is the one life that I get to live and I want to be happy inside my own person as much of the time as possible and I want the same for you. So wherever you are out there, um, say some nice things to yourself. Look in a mirror right now or close your eyes if you're not driving. Um, Ponder on at least a few things that you love about yourself that you're grateful for and recognize that powerful Beautiful self that you are currently experiencing, and just fucking own it. All right, much love. Thanks for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. You can follow along with all of Megan's shenanigans at MeetMeganBryant.com. I'm Sean Hancock with RecycledMindsComedy.com.